You know, sometimes, uh, actually, oftentimes, uh, and lately, quite a lot. Oftentimes, I feel like, how do I put this? I'm trying to word it the right way so we can be off to the races with the proper discussion here. But I oftentimes feel like we are, like we haven't learned. And more to the point, like I haven't learned. The more I analyze things, the more I observe, and the more I learn about myself, both through just looking inward, lots of solitude and spending time thinking, some therapy that I've gone through, and trying to shift my perspective and embrace ideas that either I didn't agree with before or make me uncomfortable or something like that, and see what I can glean from those. What can I do when I consider things that I hadn't considered before. It's more of a thought exercise. It's like a, it's literally like working out. You're trying to expand uh, your horizons, your thoughts. Really, it's just trying to limit your ignorance, um, which fuels your bias. So in trying to understand more and more and more and more, which kind of, it, yeah, yeah, it can lead you down the direction of like, you know, existential crisis. Why am I here? What's the purpose of things? What is the reasoning behind everything? What's the purpose? What's my purpose. And what is the purpose of fucking everything? All right, all that aside, my observation, and I don't think anyone would probably disagree with me on this, and certainly other people have said this, but my observation is that nothing has changed and we have not learned. I think individually, a lot of people have. Okay, because I mean, there's a lot of us, there's a lot of experiences out there. I can't speak for everybody. Individually, a lot of us have. But as a whole, if you really look at it, what has changed, really? Yes, some things, but I don't think the underlying things have changed. Outward is easy. We can observe things in society and culture. We can look at uh, art and uh, music and politics and uh, social positions on things, and we can see progress and we can see changes for better or worse very easily. But the underlying element of all of us individually, everything that makes us who we are, everything that gives us a drive and a purpose for existing. We have not really collectively made any real substantive substantive progress on that, in my opinion. We have different labels for everything, but the problems and the challenges and the things that people um, the things that people succumb to on a daily basis that trigger depression and questioning their purpose and questioning a lot about what they're doing, those things really haven't changed. At least not in my lifetime. We just have different labels for them today. So a lot of this today, by the way, is going to sound like maybe I'm lamenting and I'm depressed and I'm down. You know, everybody goes up and down. Uh, and I have my bouts of depression. That's not where I'm coming from, though, today. I'm feeling pretty okay. But I can't help but think and I can't help but really truly believe that we have not learned. I don't think individuals, enough individuals have learned in such a way that it matters, or rather makes a difference in, in, a, in a collective way that I think is measurable. Because look, you read the news, you talk to your friends, you go to social media, you watch the fucking TV, whatever. Look around here in end of 2023, everybody's talking about how down everyone is, depression's high, suicide is high, despair is high, hopelessness, anxiety. 
everybody is feeling pretty lousy. But I think we've always felt pretty lousy, if I'm honest. The question is, are we making any actual progress now that we're more aware of the spread of this? I don't think humanity, certainly not modern humanity, has been in a in a better or worse situation sort of spiritually and I don't want to say like it's not so much a religious thing, but it's like on a deeper level of existence and purpose, I don't think we've been any worse off. I think there's been in the past, in the recent past, the last few decades, I think there's been more turning the other cheek and not talking about it and pretending it doesn't exist. But I don't think anyone's not been feeling it. I think these these crises, the crises that people are going through today, we've been going through them for a long, long time, but now they're they're more observed. And by observing it, it feels like it's worse. But is it? I'm not convinced that it's worse. And you know what? It doesn't even matter. But what I mean to say is, obsessing, there's only another word for it, obsessing on the human condition is something that a lot of us do. Certainly philosophers over the years have, uh, leaders have, and just average individual has obsessed about society and the collective. What are we doing? Where are we going? And we're all doomed and we're all this and we're all that. And there are some very real realities about the immediate future that do not look good, do not bode well for us. But in general, we have to remember that all we can control is us. We can control ourselves. And if more of us, I think, realize that as a collective, but individually, our own individual responsibility and individual efforts, then collectively it would work. Historically, in my observation, not just in my lifetime, but in everything I've read, humans are not very good at scaling up efforts. We can take five people and accomplish something with a plan. We can take 50 people and accomplish something with a plan and some kind of power hierarchy so people know what to do and how to, you know, sort of delegate things. We can take 500 people potentially and accomplish something again, subdivided and delegated with, you know, different tiers of management of different groups. So that's either a corporate situation or any type of effort of people. But once it gets too high, humans are lousy at working collectively. We are. 5,000 people. When's the last time you organized 5,000 people to do something in an organized manner because everybody made a collective effort? Yes, it's been done. And no, I don't mean people are going to a rock concert, but it has been done. But the numbers at 5,000 are nothing compared to what we need as a society to see real change. 50,000, impossible to organize people in any type of way that's going to see a consistent result. Um, and again, 50,000 is a blink compared to what we need. 500,000, now we're at half a million, and you just forget it. You're not going to organize 500,000 people to do something collectively that's a benefit to society on an individual basis in any way that's measurable or guaranteed. You can put the thoughts out there. You can record podcasts. You can make uh, statements. You can uh, speak. You can uh, write poetry. You can talk to your friends. You can do whatever. You can broadcast everywhere you can. You can put messages out there, but getting people to do it on a large scale is bad. We see this all the time with corrupt leaders. Why do corrupt leaders take over? Why do they stay in power? Whether it's a region or a country or whatever, or an organization. Why do they stay in power? 
Think about it. Let's say you have a group of people, even 10, 10 people, and they have a leader. Now, if that leader is just the designated leader, because he, he or she just is, those nine others can easily dominate and take over if they wanted to and felt they needed to. They often don't, even if the leader sucks. Why? There's something to lose. Potentially, there's a fear that there's something to lose. The other nine don't want to risk it. There's something that, well, yeah, we, we could all do this, but well, then three of them don't want to do it. Now there's only six of them. They're not sure one, one person's still on the fence. Nine people can take over one person easily. 9,000 people can take over one person instantly. 90,000, 900,000, 900 million people can take over a corrupt leader. But they don't. We all say, hey, let's be more helpful to one another. Let's listen better. Let's be less condemning. Let's learn about one another. Let's all help ourselves feel better because we all feel bad. But we don't. Some people, uh, you know, in a noble effort, want to help the large scale, want to help everybody, want to see what they can do in any way they possibly can. But anyone who's actually tried knows it's impossible to help everyone or at least a large scale amount of people. And this issue of scale, this problem of scale, is actually not a problem as long as you realize when you realize that the issue that you're trying to resolve lies only within you. See, if you really pare it down small, let's go to the, uh, the insect world. Let's go to ants for a minute. Ants are notorious for being very good at cooperating in large numbers. But see, the difference is you might think the ants are organized and they're planning and they're working together. And that's true. But see, the thing is, every ant knows what they want to do. An ant is a simple creature compared to us. So they have a very limited idea of what they want to do want and purpose and necessity and and uh, what drives an ant is um, a, an item of debate um whether or not they have that ability or how would we define it can we understand it that's another discussion for another time but what i mean is when it comes to what an ant wants it's very clear and because an ant is a simple creature compared to us being a complicated creature it's very simple to resolve things an ant knows this is what i want to do they don't question why, they just do it. Now, going back to the corrupt leaders, that's what they want. They want us to think like ants. Unfortunately, we don't, and we can't. They can manipulate us to a certain degree to think like ants, but for their gain. How do we think like ants for our gain? What I mean is, how do you stay focused on what you need to do for the greater good? Because as ants are, are, are moving food or looking for food or in a war with another set of ants, ants are dying. They're getting killed off. They're having, you know, in these battles, they're getting killed by other ants. They're often killed by other creatures. They know that the colony is taking losses. They know that overall, they are taking losses. They know it's not perfect. But see, ants remove all these details. They remove friendships and they remove going out to the bar. They remove internet. They remove social media. And by remove, I mean they don't have it. <laughs> And so that simple existence keeps them focused. Now, your existence is not that simple on the surface. It's not that simple on a conscious level. But your sense of purpose should be about you. So finding a mindful sense of self-preservation and self-care is what I'm talking about. Because we, we, I think we spent a long time 
in the modern culture, in the last 100 years, arguably, we spent a long time really shitting on the idea of selfishness. Don't be selfish. And this is a combination of not wanting to feel that people are doing that to you, that people aren't being selfish uh, in a way that hurts you, but also a bit of a propaganda push, especially in various nations and cultures that were like, hey, what are you doing for your country? What are you doing for your community? You know, and we, of course, like to remind people, hey, getting rich off other people's backs and, and exploiting and being Scrooge McDuck isn't the way to go either. So we, we push the idea that selfishness is bad. But then now we've conflated selfishness with self-care. And furthermore, we forgot about our own purpose. An ant doesn't worry about that. Now, I'm not saying life should be as simple as ants. We can't. We don't function that way. We can't be that way. It's a, it's a lie if we try to function that way. And when leaders try to mold us into that for their gain, the more obedient we are, the better they are, the better they do. Because if we're obedient and blind, we will do things that they need to be done on a large scale. Leaders know this. They also think about the future. So what do they do? They manipulate the youth because they know that those people, those kids have to grow into the next line of ants for them. This all sounds super aggressive. And I don't just mean A or Z. I don't just mean a really wonderful, um, amazing, personable leader or Adolf Hitler. There's gray areas in between of what people do because they're trying to manipulate a large group of people to do something, whether it's for nefarious ends or something useful. But that effort is individual. The ants know it. The ants don't necessarily have big meetings about how we're going to do this. They don't put up flyers. They don't uh, make snarky social media posts about the efforts they need to make. They just do it. The ant takes care of himself or herself, I guess. And if we did that, not just in our responsibilities for, for our society, but in ourselves, I think we'll have a little less despair. Now, I know that we take losses and losses suck. We don't like it. But I want to give you a thought exercise that's difficult. Imagine for a moment that you could push a magical button and every human in the world would vanish. I don't mean ascend in any religious sense or spiritual sense. I mean vanish. Go pure science. You're removing every single atom from every single human. You're separating them and sending all that energy back into the universe. There are no more humans. And it happens instantly, immediately. Think about that a second. Do you realize that that's a humane act? How is it humane? Because in one button, you would have ended all human suffering. And you might think, wait a minute, I'm killing people. Yeah, but there's no one left to miss the people. There's no sense of loss. There's nothing to compare it to. You've removed the entire playing field, not just the game. No one will experience loss because they disappear immediately. No one will experience uh, pain you know, and longing and regret. Everything is over. Humankind will have ended on a high note by pushing this button. Does that trouble you to think about? It's a troubling thought. But see, human existence is only what we know. And as far as we know, humans exist only on this planet. And because of that, if we did remove them all, it's a humane act. Where humans fall apart is in our sense of 
loss, our sense of longing, our sense of desire, our sense of feeling left out, FOMO. That's where we struggle. But somewhere between abject selfishness and like just malicious intent and just everybody else does not matter, completely zero empathy, somewhere between that and, oh my God, I'm going to freak out because I can't fix everything, is your answer. And that answer is in self-care. Self-care isn't just a day spa visit and, and watching Netflix, to be clear. Self-care is more about understanding your role in your own life. You have to be that ant. You have to be relatively simple. You are complicated in your brain. There's nothing you can do about that. You're going to have abstract ideas and overlapping ideas. The ant perhaps has simple linear ideas, but sometimes that linear focus can be a benefit. Now, going back to the beginning of the discussion, and we've hinted at had it for the last 20 minutes, what can we do about others? Nothing. Not really. We can try to influence and inspire. That works, but it has to come from them. But I think too many people, not just in the last few years, but for decades, too many people take on the notion of it's impossible. Nothing can be done. But see, we have to think about the snowball effect, right? The, let's say that 1,700 ants moving a bunch of material across a yard, or let's say a couple acres, which is a massive distance for an ant. That one ant carrying a little shred of leaf that weighs something on the order of a hundredth of a gram, what is that ant doing? If that ant thought to himself, I'm carrying this, we need to make an enormous, whatever, mound or base or something over here. This little thing is doing absolutely nothing and I'm having trouble carrying it. What is the point of this? How many times do I have to do this before it matters? Look at that guy over there. He's not, his is not as big. He's not trying. This one's dead. This is hopeless. Ants don't think that. They just get the job done. And this is why like machines are so good at doing things that we as humans have trouble with because they don't question the why. We always trip up on our why, which is the most human aspect of everything. Why? What is easy? We've talked about this in other episodes. What, when, how, who, where. This is all pretty, you know, pretty easy to sort of describe and discuss. And it can be, a, you know, you can kind of attribute those ideas to things that are non-human animals and even even non-living things but why suggests intent which suggests purpose that's what we've talked about before and if your purpose is to take care of yourself in terms of self-care in terms of your effort your blind effort that you're going to do this for yourself that will snowball see in theory if 10 million people in a region all took care of themselves better and understood that their role is worthwhile if they understood it all, 10 million people, we would have 10 million emotionally healthy people. And those 10 million emotionally healthy people can do a lot. Not just build shit and not just, you know, lead shit, but they can do a lot overall for society. Regardless of their physical capabilities, 10 million emotionally healthy people is extremely powerful. And that is what we're lacking in. So what happens? Well, Everybody's out for themselves, for the most part, but not in the way that you might need, not the way we've been discussing. Everybody thinks that they're in a war 
That's what we have done with our culture, our society. We've made it feel like we're always fighting. And that, that because we're in a war, because we're in the trenches, that all bets are off. I got to get mine. Okay? We see this in our climate crisis. I don't want to hear it. Okay? I don't give a shit about your political persuasion. We're in a climate crisis. Pay attention. Second, we are absolutely in a social, emotional crisis. We are in a mental health crisis that's not a few years old. In my opinion, it goes back to modern society in general because we have amplified the existing problems that I think have been forever, but we get less and less ant-like as the millennia go on. We become more complicated. And in our complication, we forget the simple truth about our purpose and about our efforts. And this is what I say humans are terrible about scale. If you feel better about yourself because you take efforts to try to heal yourself emotionally, understand that self-care and your preservation, your efforts are worthwhile. You are worthy and you start really believing it. You're going to be a better person to everyone you encounter. And everything you want to try to accomplish will probably be easier to accomplish. But if you take that and scale it up by 100 million, now one third of the people in the United States are suddenly emotionally healthy. That's it. Problem solved because we can get rid of any real serious problems and we can help the other two thirds very easily. And that's a scale problem. We don't have enough people who believe that. And you are giving up. You're giving up because it feels so hopeless. You think 300 something million people, what the hell am I going to do? You're going to take care of you. That's what you're going to do. And on a larger scale, more and more people take care of themselves. It works out. It's like a two-person relationship. Think about this. Do you think that a marriage works by taking, by having expectations of what you're going to get? Fuck no. No relationship works from that. But if both people in the relationship are actively wanting to give and to provide and to nurture huh? and support, if they both want to, guess what? Everybody's getting. Both are getting problem solved. And why is that? Because instead of focusing on what you're obligated to do or what you feel you need, you're focusing on what you have to give. Both parties do it. Perfect. Synergy. Brilliant emotional health. That's two people. And hell, we can't even manage that in relationships, which is two people. At least not on a scale that matters <laughs> statistically. We try, man. We try. Okay, I, I, I hear you. I hear you already rolling your eyes and we make a joke and a mockery out of relationships and marriage and all that. And some people don't want that. And that, that's fine. We'll, we'll have another discussion on that, another episode. But the scale problem that we have here, not just in the US, is that we don't believe in ourselves enough because we don't think it matters. Because we don't see a result. Because when we feel better and we make an effort for ourselves, we still feel selfish. And then we look in, I don't know, on the TV, the internet, outside, the fucking grocery store, and everybody seems down still. We think, well, what's the point? And we look in the mirror and we don't see everything that we've wanted to accomplish. And we think, what's the point? What's the point? Well, like I said, if you remove every human instantly, no pain, no loss, no one will miss anyone and no one will care. That is the ultimate euthanasia. You will end human suffering in one hit. All right. That thought exercise to me is a way of kind of expressing the idea that you can just stop. Okay. Because if you, if the, how do I put this? <laughs> the sense 
of hopelessness and loss and a sense of, 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 of despair come from something that's out of your control. And a lot of times shit happens that does suck, especially loss. Okay, I get it. But what you can control is your own efforts. Like I said, your relationship with the rest of existence has to do with your ability and willingness to give, not give things to others like gifts and try to buy people's affections or, or help society in some superficial way that looks good for political reasons or public affairs reasons. No, no, no. Your effort to be a better human because you're worth it, because you can, understanding that you're in the middle of a ant colony battlefield perhaps, but your efforts are not meaningless. The ant doesn't think their efforts are meaningless. And arguably, the ant is far more meaningless in everything that's important to you. And you might think, you know, shut up, it's a fucking ant. No, man, I'm not just trying to be poetic. I'm trying to explain to you that ant has you beat on something, and that's a sense of purpose. That's not poetry. That's fact. And I want you to consider that. I want you to consider that you, you can turn off the complexities at times, mental health notwithstanding. You can turn off the complexity at times with a sense of perception shift. It's not as big a deal as you think it is. The things you think are important are not. Your effort to give will get you everything that you want. Maybe not immediately, but when you give, that usually will cause someone else to give. How do you give? Well, you be an emotionally healthy person by discovering what you mean to yourself and what, what matters to you and what your purpose is. And every time you experience someone, they go, so bitch, that, that guy is like, that's a good guy. Huh? Well, she is in a really good mood. She just seems like a real soul. Wow. Wow. How many times have you said that about somebody? I just love being around them. They're so, they're so authentic. Guys, we are, I'm going to wrap this up because I'm babbling too long, but we are in a society. Think about it. We are in a society, okay, who has pushed the idea that selfishness is bad and we must always help one another and give. But we also are in a society where we mostly like praise and idolize authenticity because it's rare. We have pushed the idea that no one should take care of themselves only and that selfishness is bad, and that focusing on the self is bad, and that we have to worry about everybody else's suffering. We have pushed that idea, and for a lot of good reasons, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, we prize authenticity because we're not out there being authentic. And when you are, it sticks out. Observe it. Look around you know, accomplishments and sports accomplishments and monetary accomplishments and all these other obvious accomplishments are one thing. But when someone's authentic, that is what we herald the most. That's the highest pedestal we put people on is authenticity because most of us aren't. So learn something from the ant kingdom. I'm still trying. I'm still trying. It's not easy. It's not easy, but I envy them. I envy ants. I envy what seems like simple creatures who get shit done. And I wake up in the morning and I have to rub my eyes for 20 minutes and think, now what? What am I going to do today? Will it matter? Do I make a difference? Am I going to feel better? Am I spinning my wheels? What's anyone else doing? Yeah. No. Be more like an ant, I think. That's what I'm trying to do. I don't know what kind of ant, though. Because bullet ants have one hell of a sting. I'm not sure that violence is the answer here, but... <laughs> 
Anyhow, just babbling again tonight. Thanks for listening. See you next time.